He suddenly felt tremendously happy. He could always go back to being a shepherd. He could always become a crystal salesman again. Maybe the world had other hidden treasures. Maybe he had a dream. And he had met with the king. That doesn't happen to just anyone. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is your friendly neighborhood host of the Formula Podcast, Trevor Carlson. Really excited to be chatting with you this new year. I am really, really pumped to share this next episode with you where, you know, we're continuing to break down the elements of health, wealth, happiness, and achievements with some amazing guests from all over the world. This one is really special to me because... At a time when I needed it, I, uh, I picked up this book. Uh, it's called The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And it completely changed my perception and how, how I ended up approaching life from there on out. So really pumped to, uh, to share my notes and my uh, life lessons with you in this episode. Six life-changing lessons from Paulo Coelho's Alchemist. Now, a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll get this show rolling. This episode is brought to you by Ladyboss. Ladyboss is the first global weight loss and support community for women. Their mission is to help women lose weight while loving themselves. They help women get their confidence back, improve the overall quality of their life, and change the health of their entire family. They do this through providing the best information, products and services possible in fitness, nutrition and accountability. Lady Boss. Over 1,309,573 women supported and counting. To sign up for Lady Boss, head to the sponsored products page on theformulapodcast.com. Now, back to the show. If you're anything like me, you've probably heard the book The Alchemist recommended a few dozen times. I mean, I, I can think of everyone who kept telling me to read it, and I didn't really listen. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Sounds, it sounds nice. And I have to tell you, if you haven't heeded their advice, I highly recommend picking it up. I was out in Boulder, Colorado, a couple years ago after. Uh, leaving a job in the startup world. And I ended up picking up a handful of books at a bookstore and The Alchemist was one of them. So I went back to the Airbnb I was staying at in the foothills of the Rockies, just outside of Boulder uh, next to the creek. And it couldn't have been a better place for it. The Alchemist is one of the best books I've ever read with many, many life lessons tucked in through its pages. One of my favorite quotes to start this off as he mused about these things, he realized that he had to choose between thinking of himself as the poor victim of a thief or as an adventurer in quest of his treasure. I'm an adventurer looking for treasure, he said to himself. Everyone has a choice, right? You can choose how you react to every situation you're faced with. You can choose the story you tell yourself. Are you a victim here? Are people just the worst? Or are the challenges that have been put in front of you in your way, on your way to journey to something better. I, I really try hard to choose a more positive view, but it's not always easy. I mean, sometimes life just 
sucks. So what I do is I try to sit down and write out how I would like to respond to something as opposed to, to getting really down and depressed or anxious about it. I'm not, I'm definitely not perfect. I mean, as a lot of my closest friends could definitely tell you, there's been some late nights where I call people up and I'm just like, I need to chat. I need to talk through this. I'm frustrated with something or, you know, something's got me anxious and then we talk through it. So I'm not perfect, but I can tell you from, from my perspective that just thinking about things from that angle where you are responsible for how you respond, uh, very similar to Viktor Frankl's approach in Man's Search for Meaning. You always have control of your response to the situation that's put in front of you. So how can you reframe things that have happened in your past in order to view the situation in a slightly different light and maybe in more of a, this is a obstacle on your path or your journey to achieving the, the goal that you're chasing or whatever it is that you desire. So the second lesson from The Alchemist starts with another quote. <laughs> the boy didn't know what to say. The old man continued, you have been a real blessing to me. Today, I understand something I didn't see before. Every blessing ignored becomes a curse. I don't want anything else in life, but you are forcing me to look at wealth and at horizons I have never known. Now that I have seen them, and now that I see how immense my possibilities are, I'm going to feel worse than I did before you arrived, because I know the things I should be able to accomplish, and I don't want to do so. So the second lesson learned is really there's nothing more nagging than continually knowing what you should be able to accomplish. And if you don't pay attention to what you could do, you really, that feeling kind of goes away over time. So the more time you spend ignoring those opportunities, the less you're going to be able to see them. Let me say that again. The more time you spend ignoring the opportunities in front of you, the less you will be able to recognize those opportunities. When someone does bring them up, and I can, I'm speaking from some experience here. When someone brings up an opportunity, you will end up kind of hiding because of the, you have this pain of this realization that you didn't do all that you could or you're not doing all that you can. So what opportunities have you ignored or let pass that, you know, were you were capable of? but you chose to ignore for whatever reason. And, you know, a, a big lesson for me was to not let those things slide. If it's something that you're capable of and it's something that you want, then it's better just to give it a shot. You know, fail, learn, get better, move on to the next thing. So that's, that's lesson number two is stop letting opportunities that are placed in front of you pass and stop ignoring them. Take advantage of the ones that are there before you stop seeing them at all. Lesson number three. He suddenly felt tremendously happy. He could always go back to being a shepherd. He could always become a crystal salesman again. Maybe the world had other hidden treasures. Maybe he had a dream and he had met with the king. That doesn't happen to just anyone. You can always go back to whatever you were doing before. It's painful to leave where you are now. I mean, when I left to start traveling uh, all over the globe, I, I, I broke down. I cried. I, I made a joke at my own expense. I said something along the lines of, do you remember when uh, Frodo started crying right before, you know, he went on the, uh, <laughs> he went on the, 
his journey to to Mordor and the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, me either. <laughs> so you you might convince yourself it is not worth risking what you have to move forward, but you simply don't know if that's true. You can always go back to whatever you're doing now. Anybody that tells you you can't go back is wrong. Those those jobs, those opportunities, school, those those will be there. Maybe not forever, but they're not going to go away in the few months if you pursue something now. So why not take the risk? Why not go for it? What is the one thing you can do today to help you move closer to whatever whatever that that thing is when you're when you're laying awake at night that you just keep thinking about if if I had all the money in the world or if I wasn't afraid or you know if it wasn't for any of these other factors what would you do and how can you get closer to that today so the third lesson is really you can always go back so so just start taking steps towards something that you might consider to be risky but it's something you truly want or, or truly believe you you should be doing and just keep working towards it and eventually you know you will you will you'll be a lot closer than if you never started and if it doesn't work out you can always go back lesson number 4 the land was ruined and i had to find some other way to earn a living so now I'm a camel driver, but that disaster taught me to understand the word of Allah. People need not fear the unknown if they are capable of achieving what they need and want. We are afraid of losing what we have, whether it's our life or our possessions and property. But this fear evaporates when we understand that our life stories and the history of the world were written by the same hands. Are you capable of doing something, anything to fulfill your needs? If shit hit the fan today and you lost your job you would be able to survive right you would you would go back to bartending to being a waiter or waitress to you would do something you wouldn't just roll over and give up so why not pursue what you want i this was a big thing for me because it's even now uh i'm i'm back home for the holidays um by the time this comes out, I'll probably be back in uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. But even as I'm traveling now, I think about this a lot. If everything fell apart, if all of a sudden I stopped making any money, <laughs> how much trouble would I be in? And uh, if all my money went away, you know, the thing is, is if that happened, I would find something else, right? Like, Let's say I'm over there and all of my money gets stolen or something. Uh, all my bank accounts are emptied. What would I do? Well, I would probably start working at hostels. I would find a bartending gig. I would uh, maybe get a credit card and put a plane ticket and get home and get a job here. Um, you know, I could have uh, friends or family wire me some money to get home um, to to rebuild. You know, so it's... It's not the end of the world. So living in fear doesn't really help anything. But, you know, maybe having a backup plan isn't the worst idea. So thinking through what you do in those situations is an effective way to really reduce that anxiety. So many people are fully capable, yet they fear what will happen if they make a bad choice. So that's a good reminder that no matter what happens, you need to be flexible, adapt your situation. I was able to fulfill my needs before, and I'll be able to do so again. And as Bruce Lee said, 
Uh, be like water, my friends. So what can you do to become more f- flexible in ever-changing conditions? If, if shit hits the fan, what are you going to do instead? If we know things that will always change, why don't we do our best to be prepared? So the, the third lesson is really, you know, think about the worst case scenario, but don't be so afraid of it that it, it paralyzes you. Think through what you would do if these worst case scenarios happen, kind of like Tim Ferriss's fear setting and walk through what you do and then just go do it anyways, knowing that you are prepared if things don't go the way as planned. Lesson number five, even though I complain sometimes, his heart said, it's because I'm the heart of a person and people's hearts are that way. People are afraid to pursue their most important dreams because they feel that they don't deserve them or that they'll be unable to achieve them. We, their hearts, become fearful just thinking of loved ones who go away forever or of moments that could have been but weren't or of treasures that might have been found but were forever hidden in the sands. Because when these terrible things happen, we suffer terribly. My heart is afraid that it will have to suffer, the boy told the alchemist one night as they looked up at the moonless sky. Tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself, and that no heart has ever suffered when it goes in search of its dreams, because every second of the search is a second's encounter with God and with eternity. That's a really powerful quote, because it's saying that when you are feeling that anxiety, that fear of giving up what you have now to pursue your dream or to pursue something bigger, your heart's going to be afraid of losing what you currently have. But that amount of satisfaction and pleasure and, and just fulfillment that you get even in the pursuit of your dreams, you know, whether you're spiritual or religious or, or not, it's like the encounter with God and with eternity. So, it means you're really living your, I hate to use cliche words like purpose, but it's, it's like you're, everything is lined up for you. So you're going to feel, feel really good about it just in the pursuit. So have you ever considered attempting a, a goal or change, but then thought about what you would lose? I, it happens to me quite a bit. I, I try to journal through it, but it's something that always pops up whenever I'm about to make a big choice. And when I think about what was more stressful, the change itself or the anticipation of the change, it was always the anticipation of the change. Once the change was taking place, it was a piece of cake. So really, it's always that anticipation that kind of sneaks up on you and and makes you feel like, oh, I don't know if I should or could do this. But once you get started, it's just kind of, it just kind of, it goes away. So I feel that I've made the correct choices in most aspects of life. And note that I said most, I'm definitely not even close to perfect. I really wanted to travel overseas, but I, I feel like I hesitated and found ways of avoiding it for the longest time. I just knew that every time I traveled in the US before I left, it was a transformative experience. But the anticipation of planning and going on a trip caused me all kinds of anxiety. I was afraid of flying over the ocean. I was afraid of <laughs> being in a country by myself. Uh, all kinds of things that I've done numerous times now and I don't even really think about. But before I did it, it was so frightening. It was like, you know, somebody 
felt like they were pulling the air out of my lungs every time I thought of that. I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I can do that. But then I did it, right? And once I booked my plane ticket and got on the plane, the fear really was gone. And I was enjoying it. I felt alive. I was uh, I was rocking out to the greatest showman soundtrack. <laughs> and it's getting over that fear the anticipation or the unknown and just going and watching that fear just slip away. So as I'm talking about this, I'm like, man, I'm ready to get traveling again because <laughs> it's just pursuing that knowing that I have been afraid of it has has been a life-changing experience for me and it's actually made a lot of other things substantially easier. So if you if you had to take some time and you know just with yourself with your thoughts you know what what's your heart what's your gut what's your what what do you, I don't know what's your intuition um your conscience whatever it is what's what is it telling you to do and and how can you just get started doing it starting step 1 today so number 5 would be the anticipation and the, and the fear that comes from that is substantially worse than the fear when you're actually doing the thing that you're afraid of. So just take some time today and get step one done. Lesson number six. That's what alchemists do. They show that when we strive to become better than we are, everything around us becomes better too. When you're striving to become the better version of you, or I'm striving to become a better version of me, we really raise up everyone else around us. We inspire people to, to follow their own, their own hearts and go after their own goals and chase things that they care about. Not only that, but when you share what you learn, you also help other people to learn from your experiences. So how is what you, you, are, you and I are working on now affecting those around us? And are we providing knowledge and instruction to those who who need to hear what we're experiencing so we can, we can give them the courage to do it too. Lesson number six is to make sure and share what you learn as you're pursuing your goals so other people can follow your path as well. After reading The Alchemist, all I can think about is what I've been avoiding. I know what it is that I, I want and I'm, I'm doing it. I'm traveling, traveling all over the world. I'm dedicating myself to, to writing more. I am, you know, spending quality time with people that I care about. I'm giving back as much and as often as I can. And I'll leave you with one more quote from Paulo Coelho, and then we'll wrap this episode up. There's only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve, and that's a fear of failure. So, like we talked about a couple times in this episode, the fear, that anticipation, the fear that comes from that is substantially worse than any feeling of fear that you will have once you are moving towards your goal or even taking a single step towards it. You're going to feel so energized, you've made progress towards something that you've been so afraid of that it's going to continue to push you and that's going to raise up everyone else around you. So I'm, I'm curious as to what lessons you've learned from reading The Alchemist. I'd love to hear from you guys. Feel free to reach out to me. 
uh, shoot me an email, Trevor at the formula podcast.com. I would love to chat about your lessons from the alchemist or even other books uh, that are similar that you've read that have really changed or impacted your life. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap for this week's show. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the formula. And I look forward to you tuning in next week. And if I could get an extra five minutes of your time to pull up your iTunes or your Stitcher and give the Formula Podcast a five-star review, that would be awesome. It helps people like you that enjoy listening to our content find us and helps us uh, rise up the charts on iTunes and uh, you know share our message with uh, more and more people from around the globe. That's a wrap for this week's show, and uh, I look forward to you tuning in again. This episode of The Formula was produced by Helix Academy, and the music was provided by the artists known as Moods. Make sure and check them out on Facebook or Spotify. That's M-O-O-D-S.